Score at the end of two periods here at J. Tom Lawler Rink. Game two, Hockey East first round. It is UNH 2, Merrimack nothing. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. The second intermission tonight is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon with us now from the macreport.com, the Eagle Tribune, and also College Hockey News. And, well, Mike, we got two teams here. One, one of them, the season's on the line. The other one coming off a 4-1, to one, or 4 to nothing victory last night. UNH, certainly the sense of urgency tonight, and we're seeing that tonight. Yeah, you know, I think that's what you are seeing. You're seeing a little bit of a sense of urgency. But it's, it's just to be expected, like I said, team on the uh, season on the line for UNH. Coach just said the hardest thing you can do is to end somebody's season. So, uh, you know, I actually, I, I'll, be some, I'll be honest with you, I thought that UNH was like a team that had checked out a little bit last night, especially later in that game. But uh, they came out with a uh, with an intensity here at the beginning of the game. Uh, not so much, you know, near the end of the first period, but I thought they were good in the first couple minutes. And then that second period, they were very good. Now, uh, Merrimack not able to get the type of chances that they got last night. And when they have had them, Taroni's been able to make the saves. Uh, I feel like the, the opportunity they had last night uh, had been limited. There weren't that many last night either, but limited so far here tonight. Uh, UNH is doing a pretty good job right in front of Taroni, and he's making the saves and not allowing rebounds. That's that's the biggest area. Yeah, I thought I thought they were pretty pretty poor last night in front of their own net and misplaying pucks and just not physical enough. Uh, you know, not boxing Merrimack up. Merrimack was getting to their net pretty easily, even if they weren't generating a number of chances. They were in front of the net all night long. Uh, not so much tonight. I mean, whether it sticks or bodies, you've seen guys blocking pucks, making it difficult for Merrimack to get there, and that's where they're going to need to get to to score goals. Sini's been in the middle of a few mix-ups tonight. It almost seems like, you know, that's one of the things, trying to see if they can get him off his game, and it's worked to a certain extent. Yeah, you know, I think so, yeah. I think to a certain extent. We, we've seen that. I mean, he's a pretty passionate player, so uh, I think if you're Merrimack, you obviously want to see not only just him, not only him, but but everybody. You, you know, keep that in check a little bit, especially now. I mean, you, you need two goals. you, you got to come back here. You need everybody. You need running on the ice. You can't be giving them any more power plays. Uh, that's where they've been especially good at times over the course of this year. Uh, I think in the series has been up and down, but you know what? They got a power play goal there late in the second. It's the reason why you're down two instead of one. Yeah, I almost feel like if people thought after last night's game that UNH was just going to, you know, show up and get beaten and go home. Uh, it's been anything but that tonight. Uh, you know, granted, uh, Kelleher has still been quiet. They've done a pretty good job, I think, of limiting his chances, but they've got enough other firepower on the team as we've seen. A, a nice faceoff win and a goal by Patrick Grasso, who's now got five goals against Merrimack this year. Five of his 18 goals have come against the Warriors. And then on the power play, uh, you know, we've talked about the penalty kill for Merrimack. It's been up and down. There have been times they've done a, a great job. But on that sequence there, they're not able to, uh, to to win battles, to get the puck there, get it out of the zone, even though they had done it so many other times last night and tonight. And that time there, UNH is able to find the open man in front of the goal. Yeah, and even the, the one in the draw, the first goal, I think it came right after an icing. So I think he had some guys out there that were pretty tired. The ice puck. Obviously, you can't make a change there, and then you're sort of stuck. You lose the draw, 
and the goalkeeper quick right off the draw. Uh, and then the second one, you know, I thought that, that UNH did a better job uh, being able to sustain some possession there for a little bit. That first power play in the second period, you know, I think Merrimack had more zone time and more uh, more scoring chances than UNH did, despite being down a man. But they did a better job settling things down there in that second power play. It looked like they weren't trying; they, they had slowed things down. You know, it didn't look like they were trying to move too fast. Which I think in the first power play, things are moving a little too quickly. And uh, once Kelleher's unit left the ice, Merrimack really dominated possession for the last minute or so of that penalty kill. We are between periods here with UNH leading two to nothing. What's the focus down there right now? What do they need to do to, to get back in this one here in the third period? You know, I, I think you got you got to have a sense of urgency. I think the reason why they're down is that they didn't have one, and UNH did, and, and now they find themselves in a little bit of a hole here. Well, you know, now now's the time for you to have a little bit of a sense of urgency for sure. So uh, I think part of it is just finding ways to get to the net because it was I think it was easier for them to get to the net last night than it was tonight, but still that's a, a an area that you need to get to. So in some way, shape, or form, you got to find your way uh, in front of Danny Taroni, and you got to get pucks here as well. Yeah, it's funny. I'm looking at the, uh, the, the shots here through two periods. They've got 27-25 in favor of Merrimack, and that's actually what we had for the whole game last night, yet it feels like much like last night that Merrimack might have 27 shots, but how many of those actually have been real high-quality scoring chances? Not that many. Yeah, you know, and even last night, the 4 nothing win, uh, I, I wouldn't say that Merrimack played their best game. You know, not, not by a long stretch. You know, I think it was a little more uh, of, of UNH just playing poorly and, and you playing good enough to generate some to generate some chances there and up to score some goals. So, uh, you know, I think you can make the argument that this is five periods in this series where they haven't looked great. You know, not not as not as, as strong as they looked over the eleven games or so previous to this. So, uh, they got to find a way to get back to that for sure because. If you can't pull this one out here, then your season's on the line tomorrow. And that would be true for both teams, really, so you'd expect to see it, at least even in terms of that sense of urgency. But the other thing is, UNH wins this game tonight, and they get to come back tomorrow. They've got all the momentum on their side. And, uh, you know, we've seen it before. It happened last year in this building. UNH won the first game. Merrimack, as the home team, came back and won the second game and then won the third to win the series. So you got to feel like if a series is split uh, in the first two games of a best-of-three, the team that wins that second game has all the momentum? Usually, yeah. You know, I think it, I'd be interested to see, I, I think I read this last year, there's a difference home and road. Uh, you know, I don't know, I believe in the Hockey East tournament, even in the quarterfinals, there have not been many road teams that have won when losing the first game of the series. And I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, it was a year ago that I read this, I think it may have only happened once, where the road team has lost, and, and again, a lot of, for a long time, this is just quarterfinals, but where the road team, you know, there's been team, road teams that have won, but I don't think there have been many that have lost game one and then won two in a row. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. From a momentum standpoint, you really put yourself in a hole. It's, just, it, and it's, it, it's the advantage you gave yourself last year, like you said, uh, of having that momentum going into game three. So uh, I do think you're right that, that the team that wins game two you know, is, is riding on a high there going into game three. And the team that, that loses game two, especially in Merrimack's case, you know, you're looking at being comfortable a little bit, knowing you got a little bit of a cushion, but now all of a sudden your season's on the line in one game. Well, last question. I don't know that this really changes much, whatever happens this year. But, you know, last night we had the road teams only scoring one goal. Uh, you know, it looks tonight as though at least two, if not three, of uh, the other three teams are going to win their series in, in two games tonight. This may end up going three, maybe the only series that goes three. But, uh, you know, all indications are that next year uh, they'll 
with Notre Dame leaving the conference, they'll go back to the 11-team format where all 11 teams will make the playoffs. There's some uh, folks that think that the bottom three, like the olden days, shouldn't make the playoffs. Uh, you know, does this whatever happens this year, does that affect that at all? I don't think so. You know, the whole idea is they're trying to get, I mean, it wouldn't help team number five in this case because that team would get a bye, but the, the whole idea was to help teams five and six get a couple of extra wins to maybe help them out from a pairwise perspective. So uh, there's going to be years even where that might even go to team number seven, you know, depending upon what happens. So I, I think they're going to keep it this way. I think the whole idea was to try to help teams get a couple of extra wins if they got to position themselves in the NCAA tournament. It's not going to be every year that it's going to be teams six and seven that might need that little bit of a boost, but we've seen it in the past where even as, as low, I think Vermont made the NCAAs as an at-large uh, maybe about ten years ago as an eight seed in the hockey's tournament. So I think the, the purpose of it is to help those teams get some wins, and, and that's why I, I think they'll, they'll end up keeping it the same. All right, Mike, thanks as always. We appreciate your time. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, maybe as soon as tomorrow night. We'll see. Excuse me. Uh, but uh, folks, check out his work at themacreport.com, the Eagle Tribune, and College Hockey News. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Mike McMahon's been our guest here in the second end of Mission UNH leads Merrimack 2 to nothing after two periods of Game 2 of the Hockey East. First round with Merrimack leading the series 1-0. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.